Welcome to the Soul Liberated Life Podcast, where you come to activate the remembrance of who you are, unlock the gifts you're here to offer, and unleash the co-creative experience you're here to love through. I'm your host, Jody Rodenbaum, sharing deep wisdom and life intelligence through my life and death experiences, and through my gifts in liberating and expanding powerful soul-led leaders and your lineage. Every episode holds timeless wisdom and potent messages to call your soul back home and into her wildest dreams and deepest desires. Strap on your headphones, breathe into your heart, expand your mind. Let's go. And what I want you to experience through this portal is not just what fuels your soul, but what is for the greater good of the world? The greater good of the world right now. And I was talking about this post that I made the other day about my, my childhood sexual trauma and how so many people were afraid to comment on that because they didn't want anyone to see that they might be affiliated with something that I put on there. Now, I'm grateful that so many people reached out to me and gave me the love and, and support and all of the things. But how freaking sad is that that grown-ass people are afraid to lose their jobs? They're afraid of being bullied. They're afraid, afraid of being found out that they might be more awake, that they might know something that the rest of the world doesn't. It's just insane. So what I want you to understand is that when... Through this portal, when you're not manifesting for the collective, the good of all, then we're not manifesting in a way that's going to benefit the entire population. And so what that looks like is that, you know, this is a time for personal power. This is a time for you guys, time for all of us to rise up. It's a time for us to stand in our power. The lion, the lioness, is about being courageous, but also sitting back to wait for the action. Now it's time to act, you guys. It's not time to sit around and, and just wait. That is the ego saying that. So over the last couple of weeks, I've just had so many downloads. I don't know if you've noticed through my writing, but since my mother-in-law passed away, I feel like, well, I know because she came to me last night that she is, she's coming through to me. She's in my writing. She's helping me, but she died of Alzheimer's. So it's like I'm giving her a voice that she didn't have for 10 years. And it's such a powerful feeling, but I need you to understand, like, it's not just about that. It's so much more, and that is enough in and of itself. So some of the things that have been coming through for me are that we are putting fear as our God. And I'm saying we. Just, be just because I'm tapped into the collective at this point. I'm not hooked in, but I'm tapped in. There's a difference between being hooked into the collective and being tapped in. 
tapped in is like you go in, you feel the energy, you feel the vibration, you kind of see what's happening, and then you pull back your energy. Being hooked in is when you start to become that which you don't want to become. When you start to play the game, when you start to go into this vortex, into the fear, making God your fear, now you're hooked in. You're hooked in with trying to prove that you're right, prove that you're not wrong. All of that is just, you know, us being human and trying to be liked, be loved, to belong, all of these things that don't even matter anymore. They're not going to matter. We already don't belong. <laughs> you already don't belong. By simply coming in here and listening to me, you already are one that doesn't belong. You don't belong, so stop trying to fit in. It's just not going to work. So... That's one of the key messages that I want to share today is that stop making fear your God. Putting fear upon a pedestal. The other side of fear is love. When we make love our God, now we are on track. And our human is like, but Jody, but, 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 but what? At the end of the day, you have everything you need to get through whatever is around the corner. You just have to trust in yourself and have faith in what you can't see yet. I witnessed my husband who had COVID the day after his mother died. And I don't think his brain's the same. Honestly, I'm not even sure what's, what's happening. Although I'm sure. <laughs> like, in my professional self, I know what's happening. I believe that that virus, man-made, bioweaponry, is a parasite that's invading our thought processing. It gets into our system and it invades us. Thinking thoughts that aren't even your thoughts or thinking thoughts that were thoughts of yours that, were, that have been long gone, that are no longer where you are, but all of a sudden you think you're still back there. This is what I speak of when I talk about trauma brain. Those of you who have been with me for a while, I talk about pain brain or miracle mind. When we are operating from a pain brain, we are constantly thinking of fear. Oh, cheesy Christmas. <laughs> Buddy, my dog just ripped the cord out and took the thing all with him. <laughs> Hold on. All right, there we go. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> I don't even remember where I was now. 
Tchau. <laughs> Let me get back on track. When I talk about the fear, the trauma brain, the pain brain, we're either operating from a place of trauma, post-trauma, and we're making decisions based in the past. And what's happening through this portal is we're being pulled back into the shadow side of ourselves, into the trauma that we thought we resolved. Agree, my family has been struggling since March. Yes, with CV. We are getting through, but it has been under been it harder to stay on track. It is. Thank you, Jacqueline. Pain brain. It is because everything that's happening right now is for our good, but it's like when we when we are pulled back and and my husband is, is going through is going through grief as well like death does that it puts us back into our cellular memory back into our childhood back into our younger self that didn't get his or her needs met and all of a sudden we've lost our freaking mind we feel confused. We think we're clear, but are we clear? It's hard to tell. This is why they tell people who have lost a loved one not to make any major life decisions for six months. Because that sudden emotional impact, and now with CV, it's a physical impact invading your mind. I believe that it's a it's programmed with a frequency. It's programmed with a frequency that pulls you back into that fear and below, which is shame and guilt. And anything that you've been holding on to, any secrets that you've had, any shame that you're still hiding in your closet, any guilt that you're still packing away as junk in your trunk, is coming up to the surface and it needs to be healed. But when it's coming up, it's coming up at such a rapid pace that the pressure is so much. And when we have pressure coming up in here and we have pressure coming out from, from out there, we cannot stand the heat. It's too hot in the kitchen. So we feel like we need to get the fuck out. We feel like we need to run. We feel like we don't have any other solution. We just need to be safe. What is going to provide that safety? What I have learned over the past few weeks is there is no safety. There is no safety. There is only the safety that you have inside of you when you put the God within you. That is the only place for safe. Your home is not safe. Your car is not safe. All of these things that you feel are safe, your marriage is not safe. It could change with a snap of a finger. I promise you that. It could change with a snap of a finger. You don't have safety. There is no safe. The people who got this, the, the V thought they were going to be safe, and now they're the ones that are getting sick. Why? Because it's a man-made 
parasite. It's not been researched. They're part of the research project. And I'm not saying, please know, if you, whatever your decisions are, I need you to understand that your decisions are your decisions and they were the best decisions for the information that you had, the feelings that you had at the time, but guess what? We can do better. We can know better. You're not gonna find the solutions up here. They are not gonna be above the surface. You've gotta go deep. You've gotta be willing to look under the radar. You've gotta be willing to go against the crowd. You gotta be willing to do the scary shit. There is no safety. It's not safe to do this and it's not safe to do this. I promise you that. Safety, the only safety that you have is in your own breath. And when you're not breathing, you're not making wise decisions. And this is what that parasite is doing. That's the virus. It's causing us to awaken quickly if we know what's actually going on, if we know that that is the case. If you do the brain research, Dr. Amen, actually, he's one of the best brain researchers that I, I know. He has this brain scan and he's scanned over 50 people before CV and after CV. And the imaging on the scans is quite remarkably different. And before I knew all of this, because I work a lot in my own intuition and my own experiences and my observation of what happens in my body, before I knew the things, what I, what I intuited is that when we have these sudden impacts, like, like death, like now we have to be afraid of our life. Now we're sending our children back and everything in us doesn't want them to go back and wear this mask. Dr. Amen, Amen, A-M-E-N, like Amen. <laughs> and so there's no safety and there's no guarantee. Everybody wants a freaking guarantee. There's no freaking guarantee. No matter what your choice is, there's no guarantee. A-M-E-N. Yeah. There's no guarantee. So when you remove that there is no safety and there is no guarantee, what, what do we have? Well, we can peel back the excuses and we can get to the, the main thing of the main thing. So all of these things are occurring because they're here to awaken us back to life. They're here to activate us out of fear and back into love. They're here to help us remember who we are and why we came here. But as long as you're trapped inside of the pain brain, as long as you're trapped inside of that fear, you're never going to see your way out because what that does is it blocks you. Yes, it does. It blocks you from seeing a solution. It blocks you from opening the door in your prefrontal cortex on the right side of your brain to create 
we're stuck back here in this old ass brain trying to innovate. We can't innovate from back here. That's old ass shit. Now, take your hand back here behind your head. I've never done this before. I don't even know what I'm doing, but follow me. <laughs> take your head hand back here behind your head. I know that it's hard to get our hand back there too, but to me, it feels heavy. It feels like I'm holding my head up and my hand is not even on my head. It's behind here. This is where your subconscious files are, right back here. It's like a rusty old filing cabinet. And those of us who are aware, like literally all the work that I do is about not just healing our soul, not just setting our soul free, but our ancestors and our offspring. A lot of people that I work with, we integrate even those who have passed on. I don't remember if it was on this video or one of the other three videos that I tried to do, <laughs> but I was talking about my, my mother-in-law passed away a couple of weeks ago on the 6th. And now, just after her visitation, there was a fly right here. I got distracted. And those of you who know my fly story is that it's like an, it's like an angel for me. <laughs> now this one's not an angel this is a nasty old bug I'm on a flick ew I don't even know what that is um, so we had my, my mother-in-law's memorial yesterday and she had Alzheimer's which means that Matt and I met seven years ago and she's been declining and basically in this for about ten years which is it's definitely related to the brain, but there are ways to reverse our age. There are ways to reverse the damage that we've done to our brains, but we have to get out of this fear. We have to get out of putting God as fear as our God up on a pedestal and making every decision based out of fear. And get back into our bodies. Pull our energy back into ourselves. Because the emotional energy, the emotional energetic correlation to Alzheimer's is conflicted and confused over a period of time. somewhere inside of those that suffer with Alzheimer's or dementia, which turns into Alzheimer's, they're suffering because they're conflicted and confused, because they're afraid of whatever, and they're
Jillian. Your float trip looked fun. Alright, you guys, this is like take four or five. I don't even know anymore, but this is getting ridiculous. <laughs> it's getting ridiculous. I don't even know where the fuck I was. Oh, so I posted something the other day with a video, and only one person out of, I, out of, I don't even know how many, but I told you I had several phone calls, texts, um, messages from people who didn't want to comment on the thing because they didn't want to get in trouble. And only it only takes one person to create a buzzkill. It only takes one person to hook you back in. You have to pull back. You have to pull back. I'm not giving up. <laughs> I'm not giving up. You have to pull back your energy because that one person can be your buzzkill. Or they can be your activator. I removed her. I, I contemplated. So this is the contemplation. When you have, um, what do we call those people? that are just over there, just want to kill your buzz, right? She posted something about a fact-checking. Obama, thank you. Um, she po posted something about fact-checking, my, my, my video that I posted. Sorry, lady, here's the deal. This is what I wanted to say, but I'm not going to give energy to it, but I want you to understand what I was going through so you can understand what it looks like to not give your energy away. So she posted, she said, so many people just, they call, they're called trolls, yes, trolls. You know, even maybe a couple of months ago, that comment would have bothered me. I would have been like, oh my God, somebody thinks I'm bad. Not today, not on that day. Why? Because I trust myself. I trust my body. I finally spoke about something that I hadn't spoke about in 38 years, only to private clients and small groups of clients. I didn't even tell my mother. Why? Because I didn't want to hurt the perpetrator. This is how... I'm not getting on the train. Is it hard? Absolutely. Is it hard to stand out of the crowd? Absolutely. I have family who talks about me. They think I'm crazy. <laughs> well, guess what? Maybe I am. But I'm not getting on the train. Because you said so. Because it's best for you and you're afraid. I got me. My husband got sick. He didn't take the things because he's a man and he's got his own mind and I took the things. I gave my kid the things. The things that are actually proven to kill this freaking parasite. But you're not going to hear that on media. You got to go underground to find those answers. It's a cheap pill. One of the things, you need a prescription. If you need a prescription, Holler, I'll tell you where to go. 
I'm sending it with my daughter who's going to college. The pressure is so high out there, but that's one thing. The pressure in here is what you are responsible for. And when it gets to be too much and you feel like you just want to run, this is you not having the skills and the tools and the understanding and the awareness to, to let it out of the trunk. All depression is, is confusion and confliction over a period of time until it depletes and squeezes the life out of you. Anxiety is you trying to create something using the same trauma that created the thing. It's you trying to solve a problem that you don't have a solution for, and you just keep running on a hamster wheel trying to figure something out that you don't have a solution for because you're thinking with the same fucked up brain that caused the thinking in the first place. The brain is so important. That's the thing we have to protect. Who we are around is important. I'm not about segregation. I am not about disconnection. But when it comes to the health of my body, I'm not going to be surrounded by people that think shitty-ass thoughts. I'm not going to be surrounded by people that are constantly in fear. Because guess what? You become that which you surround yourself with. The science of epigenetics shows us that our environment is literally carried out in our DNA. I. I, <laughs> I got the eye. I got the eye. Yes. And... I was well. I was good. I apparently have an autoimmune disease. I got it. I got me. That's what I mean. I got me. So, the other day, this is how my mind works. I want to get into this story before, uh, before I go on another track, you know. But the other day, it was a week ago Wednesday. I woke up, and what I do at night is I ask my guides if something is heavy on my heart or something is in my head and I can't figure it out or I want to find a solution or I just want to play with my invisible posse, I will ask a question before I go to bed. I write in my journal. I dump it out on my journal. Because when you get those thoughts out on paper, you guys, it literally sends a messages to the invisible. It sends me a message. It's like pulling out of your head and placing it on the paper. It begins to manifest. So I write the things down and then, you know how they say, let go and let God? It's like that. So I write it down and I say, okay, give me the answer in the morning. Show me, show me where I need to go. And sometimes they take me down a freaking rabbit hole and I'm like, where are we going? So I don't even know how it started. I think I was researching. So Matt and I bought a farm, 33-acre farm, 
and we are putting Airbnbs on it, Scandinavian type style. And I think that it started with that. I don't know. <laughs> but I ended up researching, those of you who know, my late husband's name is Thor. I ended up researching, because this is the messages that I'm hearing, that who Thor's wife was in Greek mythology. And I've been told that my energy, my like I was in a previous lifetime and in this lifetime, that I can literally have the power of stopping the rain if I choose to do so that I am here to bring love and bring people back to life. So it's like the walking dead. I'm here to bring them back to life. I've been told this. I know this too. Deep down in my soul, deep down in my heart, this is what I do. So anyway, she was telling me that she saw me in Iceland, like on a cliff with greenery and just mountains and a river. And this is one of the visions that I had that I had back in 2012 when I smelled flowers and I saw these things that were, I called pods, but they were really tiny homes that were actually building now on our farm. And she said that it was in that location of like Switzerland, which is a direct correlation to the Scandinavian style that I was looking up. And then the Norse, the Norse gods, the Greek gods. Somehow, I end up thinking that the wife of Thor was this goddess named Freya. And Freya's wife was Odin. I'm going to get somewhere in a second. <laughs> this is how my mind works and sometimes how the angels take us down these rabbit holes. And we don't know where we're going. We don't even sometimes know why. But when we get there, we're like, wow, that was really interesting. <laughs> so what I found, what I discovered, was that Freya, the, this goddess, was a goddess of love. She put alchemy out into the world. Basically, what they used to call witchcraft, I call white magic. We're healing people of their past trauma, the things that are keeping them dead. She did that. And I was like, that's me. So then I researched who was Thor's, who was Freya's husband after Thor died? And it said Odin. So I started researching that. Odin went to war. Freya is a goddess of fertility, which is creation. She is the goddess of love. She is the goddess of war and death. Now, how can we have the duality of war and death and love? How can we have that duality? Like, what is that? We cannot experience true, unconditional love until the parts of us that cannot be taken with us, the parts of ourselves that aren't in alignment with our soul, with love, with God, the, those parts have to die. And it will feel like you're dying, but you've been dying. 
You've been the walking dead. You've been contemplate. You've been not contemplative. What's the word? Hmm. What's the freaking word? You've sold out. Let's just say that. <laughs> you've sold out and you've been hooked into fear more than you've been hooked into love. So I started researching all that, and actually, as I looked back, I don't even know how I went down that rabbit hole because Freya was not Thor's wife. Somehow, the message that I got that my angels were giving to me was that I am here to bring that energy of Freya back. And that is what I do. That's what I do. So, I want to read something to you that I pulled up around Freya energy. Because it's not just a message for me. It wasn't just a message for me. It was a message for you too. She is a goddess of power, empowerment. And she is here to inspire us every day. To teach us to walk through our day with pride. Think of the lioness. With pride, I'm going to read it as it's written now. With pride in my own being, with confidence, with power, goddess of fiery passion, bless me with the insight to the marrow of my bones that I am a person of worth. That I am a person of worth. In the eyes of the gods, the eyes of the ancestors, and of myself, may I radiate this and transform. That is my prayer. For this day, it's, it's kind of the, the writing on here is not very clear, so. <laughs> Hello? Hi, Scouty. Lay down, buddy. <laughs> May I radiate this and transform. That is my prayer for this day, O oh, great and powerful goddess, that I may mirror our presence throughout my day. In return, I shall praise you always and lay amber before you, before your... I probably should have wrote this word down. It's like white words on a white background. It's not working out. I'll type it in for you guys. Consigning to it, consigning it to the sacredness. When the day is at its end, Freya will shine her goddess gold, her light. So, she is here to activate us back into our power. The energy of her is here to activate us back into our power, to help us remember who we are. To be a fierce warrior and commander of the dead, which includes us. Where are you playing dead? 
Where are you playing dead? You're a magic worker. You're a miracle worker. We don't need to wait for Jesus for that. You just need to open up your mind and stop putting fear as your God. She brings a chamber, opens a chamber to your heart. She's a lady of light. She warms, warms the world with love and joy. She puts the fire back in men. She has the spiritual intelligence in humankind, which let me break that down for you. Right now, one of the biggest messages that I'm hearing is that this is a point where we can be in our humanness, but also in our spiritness, because a lot of times we're either one or the other. And how I see it and how I've seen it since 11, 11 of 08 is that heaven is here. We have the opportunity to bring it right here. If we stop playing the game of fear, and she says, I invoke thee and your cosmic fire to sink into the realms of the unknown. I want you to understand that Crossing the bridge into the unknown, even if you're going towards something that's great, is still scary to the human. The human still feels like he or she is dying. They, if you're not watching care, carefully, you'll get stuck there. You'll be hooked back in to where you were instead of crossing the bridge to that other side. So one of the other messages that came through is that we need to have clear communication. The universe cannot hear us. It cannot get what we want if we cannot communicate clearly. But I also want you to understand that you, you don't, it doesn't have to be completely clear for you to get what you want. So, in other words, you want to know where you're heading. You don't have to have all the details. But it takes clear communication with you, listening in at your own secret thoughts. Because it's your secret thoughts, these ones that keep popping up like a freaking jack-in-the-box, that pull you back into putting fear on a pedestal as if it's your God. So we want to have clear communication, which requires our minds to be free. We have to dump out our minds. We have to pull back our energy. Pulling back your energy is a boundary. If you give attention to something and it's just pissing you off, pissing you off, pissing you off, and you cannot solve it, and you see no way out, and you continue to give your attention to it, and you're being triggered as fuck, 
and all of the things you're just pointing, 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 you're giving away your energy. You're giving it away. You have to pull it back in. Remember who you are. And then what's good for you is also good for all. If you're coming from a place of heart, if you're coming from a place of soul. But right now what's happening is that we have a lot of people who aren't going through the portal for themselves, for, for the collective. They're going through for ego. They're trying to manifest things based in what, what they want. I want you to get the blank so that I can feel better. I want you to do blank so that I feel better. That's not how it works. It's not how it ever worked. But I learned at 1111 of 08. None of this is, is different. It's just freaking a lot. The pressure is a lot. Freya is the goddess of fertility. One of, one of the things. And you've probably heard my birth story before, but I want to remind you that I didn't have any pain for 19 hours of labor until the last 30 minutes when I went into transition. And if you've not had natural childbirth, and I didn't have natural childbirth, my first two births, there's this point in the delivery right before she crowns, I'm saying she because I've had all girls, right before the baby crowns, where the pressure is so much, the pain is almost unbearable. But the other day I taught that first comes fear. When you fear, that invites in doubt. And when you doubt, that invites in pain. For all those hours, the reason why I didn't feel the pain that was on the monitor was because I wasn't afraid. I was focused on peace. I was focused on the baby is coming. I was focused on the beaches around the corner. I had never been through that experience before. I've been through birth, but I got an epidural. And I had my husband there. He wasn't there for the third for the third <laughs> the third baby. He died six months before I birthed her. But I felt the pressure, you guys. It's not that I didn't feel the pressure. I sat on my ball. In the exercise room, it's called an exercise ball. In the birthing room, it's called a birthing ball. And I rolled around as in my mind, the waves were crashing. The waves were coming in. And right now, like, it feels like, when is this going to freaking end? What is next? How much more can we endure? You have to have faith that the beach is coming. We cannot put the baby back in. 
that is what is necessary in order for us to create, you guys, in order for us to innovate. We have to remember and have faith that the baby is coming. The beach is coming. I don't know when. I wish I did. You don't know when. But doing things that make you go are not the answer. It's not going to go anywhere. Caving to the bullying and the pressure is not going to take the pain away. You do that. You are the only one who can take the pain away. I know that because I've lived it. When doubt came in, it was just like a little seed, just a tiny little seed I let in of fear. What if I can't do this? Oh my God. Just a little tiny, just a little tiny hit. And that's all it takes for you to be swept under. A mama can't save her babies from drowning when she's drowning too. Is it a lot of pressure? Fuck yeah, it's a lot of pressure. We did this. We had, we had the babies. But, you know, aside from the babies, we need you. We need you to breathe. We need you to pull back your energy. We need you to remember who you are and why you came at this very time and place. I've been through a lot of shit. And right now, is a lot. It's, it's much. It's rapid. It's coming at me left and right, front and center. Like, when is it going to end? It's going to end when you find your way back home. When you stop putting fear as your God and you remember who really is God. God is love. God is joy. We get to this point where we're so afraid of being intimate. We're so afraid of being vulnerable. We've gotten these ruts. We've let ourselves go. We've forgotten who we were. And then when we start to get come to life and get turned on, now all of a sudden we're afraid of the man that we chose to marry. We're afraid to touch him. We're afraid to say things like, I appreciate you. Why? We're afraid to jump in their arms. Why? Because we forebode joy. We're still stuck in the past. So, I'm going to read something else. Do I want to do that? I took so many notes. 
And I was also going to talk about um, the chirons right now. So how you can tell what you are needing to heal at this point in time. And I think I'll probably do that later on in the week because, yeah, I feel, I'm feeling into that. I think I'm going to do that later on in the week. But there's one more message that I want to share with you besides Freya and her message to remember that the divine is within you, that you are beauty, you are love. You are war all in one. You're either fighting a war against yourself or you're fighting for yourself. But it doesn't mean that you're fighting with someone else. It means that you're going into your subconscious program and you're releasing, you're pulling back your energy, you're drawing boundaries, you're protecting your brain. You're thinking thoughts that are thoughts that are going to move you in the direction of your wildest dreams and deepest desires. Not hurtful thoughts, but helpful thoughts. We need to bring back our childlike sense of wonder. Our kids don't, these kids don't even know. I, I can't even, I can't even go to that place, you guys, and thinking about the children, because ultimately for me, it's about the children. I teach adults because of the children. Our children, they, they think this is normal. Just like the people who posted on my post that think that sniffing children's ears and breathing breath across their face and grabbing their hand and holding it and cuddling up against them and petting their hair is fucking normal. That shit. Ah! I stayed on. It went out for a second. This is what I'm doing by being fearful of my kids being masked, jabbed, and indoctrinated in college. Yes. Heather, I'm feeling you, babe. My daughter's going to college, too. And it is so hard. I just hope that I have given her the voice. Which is why I shared the things that I've shared in the past week. Because if I don't talk, if I don't share the trauma, if I'm afraid to speak, so will they. But our children, the young children, children don't have a rational, logical mind until around age seven or eight. These young children, somebody said something creepy like, oh, my, my children don't mind wearing the mask. Are you freaking kidding me? What, now my battery is going dead. Are you freaking kidding me? Now they're numb. We learn from this. We learn to trust our bodies by seeing this. Babies have to see this. Our college kids, they have to withstand the pressure. Our young adults have to stand the pressure.
Our job is to hold the pressure and release it so that we can show them how. It isn't easy to stand out. It isn't easy to stand above the crowd. It isn't easy being the, what is that flower on the Wizard of Oz? Is it, is it the peony? No, poppy. <laughs> it isn't easy being a poppy. But it is the right thing. Because somebody has to lead. Somebody has to go first. Somebody has to be willing to take one for the team. Otherwise, we're all going to prison. And we're going to all die a slow, painful death while we're still, still alive. I'm not going there. And that's why it's important that you surround yourself with people who also won't go there. I don't care what people choose. I'm not here to convince anybody. But I am here to speak. And if you're here to speak, then speaking is what we have to do, even when it's scary. Hey, hey, if you enjoyed today's transmission of the 2021 Lionsgate Portal, and you would like to join us for this year's transmission, on August 8th, check the show notes for the link to our Soul Liberated Life Facebook group. And if you feel a deeper calling, I will be giving a Lionsgate activation where you will be invited into a small group to clear your body and your mind in order for you to hear the voice of your soul and reclaim your ferocity. Somewhere along the way, you've hidden this aspect of yourself and it's time to unleash her. We need your wild heart. There's also a VIP option where you can ask me a specific question to get insight on any of that and all of that. The link is in the show notes. And until next time, much love.